my um my Cairo like a month ago asked me if I played Baldur's Gate and I told him, yeah, I'm not sure about it. And then this time <laughs> I went in on Tuesday and he was like, so yeah, I asked you to play Baldur's Gate, right? And I was like, yeah. And I told you I was unsure about it. And then I dumped 220 hours into it and played through it twice. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, the bi-weekly podcast about everything games, film, and news. I'm Aaron Juno. I'm Alex McCausen on this podcast. Podcast. I'm Caleb Juno and confused. I'm Chad McCausen. I am and also confused. I'm Jake Farrakhan. I'm not confused at all. No. <laughs> I mumbled my words. I said podcast instead of mm, podcast. Podcast. Yeah, we were yeah, well there. It's, it's just, just a tech. You can't put things in the script that I will just, I'll just say it. So, so I'm, I'm like mm. the anchor man of podcasts. <laughs> Essentially what we're trying to do with podcast is the same yes. thing that Delia was trying to do against Grubhub. Uh, mm. We're trying to take over podcasting, uh, even though there's already a uh, ton of apps out there and podcasts are already a thing, but we, oh, yeah. you know, we should build podcasts, go Honestly. door to door to different companies, get them to sign on tell the employees that, hey, we'll give you commission when you sell it, but then ultimately fail uh, in 2017, but still have a site up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this good stuff. Wow. Good stuff. I think <laughs> podcasts should just be like, like POB is an acronym that stands for like mm. podcasts only better. Oh, oh my goodness, we've arrived. <laughs> we have like the new version. Podcasts. Wow. Wow, I love it. I'm so excited, <laughs> except podcast in in podcast just needs to also be podcast so that it's a recursive acronym mm. are there have has anybody coined vodcasts for like podcasts Ooh. with the video elements that's what we do that's what, that we, do. what we, do. <laughs> we do we got I a mean, podcast I, I wonder if nobody's really coined the term but like <laughs> you know how like will smith got jiggy into the dictionary podcast mm. probably in there all right all right let's let's try it Hey everybody, welcome back to The Forecast, a bi-weekly vodcast about everything games, film, and news. I'm Aaron Juno. I'm Alex McCausland. Vodcast uh, is a thing, apparently. Dang oh, it! Wow. I tried. tried. Anyways, mm. on today's episode number 184, <laughs> news breaks on the former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried, the international prize pool for the biggest esports tournament in the world was lackluster, and layoffs and delays again plague the video game development community. Also, Extra Life Game Day is happening this Saturday, so stop by, join in for some fun, and donate if you can. I'll talk about more about that in a second. Uh, if you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us on our social channels. You can check out our website, wearethorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through. I can't speak today. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through, including our multi-arc Starfinder adventure, the Discord and Signal. Uh, additionally, everything we talk about is put into our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. Let's get into it, and right off the bat, I just want to mention we are doing our Extra Life 24-hour stream this Saturday, uh, November 4th, from 4.20 a.m. to 4.20 a.m. That is 4.20 a.m. Saturday morning to 4.20 a.m. Sunday morning, East Coast time. It is 3.20. It is 4.20 to 3.20. Oh, shoot, it is 4.20 we do it 25 hours. We've done that before. We have, we have done, done it before. before. We'll have to see what we're, how we're feeling. Yeah, yeah. you'll you have to really tune in to find out. out. Yeah, <laughs> tune in, tune in. 
Um, so anyway, you should uh, stop by and join us. We love when people join into our stream. Uh, we play a lot of fun games. I think we have 19 on the schedule for this year that most, if most of us are playing every single game. Uh, we do have a couple alternative streams going on too at the same time, so you can check that out. Um, all in all, we've been doing this for 10 years. I went back and checked the stats. Alex and Chad did this for two years with Giant Bomb prior to it to being anything with the Horizon, but we have raised over $25,000 in the past 10 years, so that's pretty freaking impressive. That's insane. Yep. I didn't Very know excited Alex and about Chad that. were in Giant Bomb. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts, dude. <laughs> they really we scooped them up. That's right. They really stepped it up when they came here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we just had differing opinions. So you know, <laughs> we just had to break away from them. <laughs> Makes sense. Anyway, you should swing by. Uh, we would love to see you. Say hi, hang out, um, interact with us. We're going to be having a lot of fun, playing a lot of very different games, uh, and just enjoying ourselves. But also trying to raise as much money as we can for Extra Life, which is an organization that um, has a game day every year, and their, their sole focus is essentially raising money for children's hospitals to help kids in need, and that's why we do it. Uh, we, we love it, have fun doing it every year, so stop by if you can. You said we're playing a lot of different games. I thought we were just playing Fortnite OG for, like, all 24 hours. No, it's mm. it's the finals countdown for 24 hours. Well, that's it. Or we could play, I mean, the, the superior game, we all know it. I mean, I don't even have to say it. Dragon Ball Breakers. 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 What about Penguin Rush, though? Come on, guys. I honestly think if you put Dragon Ball Breakers and Penguin Heist side by side, Penguin Heist is better. Dang. That's tough. might not be wrong. (laughs) That is tough. Alex, Sam Bankman-Fried just, I mean, breaking news, found guilty, correct? It was breaking news like 40 minutes ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, wow. That game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, he got found Yikes. guilty. He doesn't even have a sentencing yet. He has to wait to be sentenced. But um, he was found guilty of wire fraud, conspiracy to co- commit wire fraud, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. So. Oof. Sounds it, dope. Took the jury like four hours to decide that, which is apparently quick. Yeah, usually it's it's a long, long process. I mean, honestly, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is great news. I think. Yeah. Uh, famously, it's like the CEO of FTX, which was a cryptocurrency exchange. Um, exchange, mm-hmm. yeah. And that went belly up and lost like billions of dollars of customer money. I mean, we should probably point out like why it lost billions of dollars of money it's that his girlfriend ran a i don't know it was like a hedge fund or something adjacent to ftx Alameda. and they were borrowing money mm-hmm. against ftx's cryptocurrency in order to fund the the bets they were making essentially for all the money Amazing. they were trying to make yeah mm-hmm. they're using yeah like customer money that should have been available for the customers and like betting it against cryptocurrencies essentially and it was not working out no I mean, uh, so sure, his... if the plan works, yeah, great. It's a lot of money, but uh, that's mm-hmm. not how that works. That's why the FDIC exists <laughs> for mm-hmm. most investing opportunities. His whole defense was pretty much riding on the, like, he didn't know anything, and his girlfriend had complete control of that, and <laughs> he didn't really have anything to do with it. And both his girlfriend and his best friend that co-founded FTX with him testified against him, saying, ain't no way, my guy. Yeah. And also just, like... They they talked a lot during the trial about all of the 
like frivolous use of company money that he did where he was just like shelling out millions of dollars for like you know like yachts or like hiring celebrities to do like one line endorsements or like all this like crazy stuff that like your marketing department would never green light <laughs> in like a properly run company yeah um it's man i'm 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 glad i'm glad he was convicted <laughs> i felt like there was a there was a I was listening to a really good podcast about him, like with the, his defense of like, oh, I knew nothing. But then there's also a lot of correspondence between him and his girlfriend while he was supposed to be not on the Internet while yeah. he was under house arrest. And it's like, all right, my guy, like you clearly knew what you were doing. Nice try. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Yeah. OK, a couple things in uh, film we should talk about. Also, Chad, we went and Saw. watched a film recently, bro. Yeah, Whoa. so just Alex, three dudes. Alex five Aaron feet apart, and I decided to, you know, <laughs> go to Taylor Swift the Eras tour. Mm. Uh definitely from seeing like the quick YouTube bit or whatever from her, what like the trailer, it sounds like a documentary when you're about to go into it. It's not. It's <laughs> just the concert. <laughs> like they just took, just recorded an like the entire LA concert and then just threw it into a movie. Yeah, uh, so that was interesting, and I actually quite enjoyed being able to eat popcorn and just watch her concert without paying thousands of dollars. Huh? It was the weirdest experience. It's the only time I've ever been in a theater where I was just having a like a casual conversation with people next to me while the movie was playing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like people are like up dancing, like singing out loud, clapping, cheering. You heard people behind us talking. We were talking, like, because it's just the you don't need to know what she's saying. You don't need to know the the plot points of the. It's just a. It's just music. Just... Actually, none of that bothered me. What did bother me is whenever there was something going on with like a flashlight behind us or something oh, that yeah. actually bothered me. Oh no, That's... she had her light on like she was at the concert waving. Okay, her around. Yeah. I, I didn't look behind to see. <laughs> yeah. I figured it might be yeah. something like that, or maybe they yeah. were filming a video or something that needed the mm -hmm. light. But I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it was a uh, it was an experience though. Um, I do I did enjoy the concert. I also uh, leaned over to Alex a couple of times and just asked how she's not tired because <laughs> holy crap, she straight performs she for like three hours. For yeah. Three hours, like that's crazy. She does. She strategi strategically works in like slow songs. Yeah, to give herself a break. I think. Like yeah, this set is pieces gonna, were really nice. Gonna be like the acoustic segment, like now where I get to sit down at the piano and. Play my sad song, or whatever. That piece is really nice. I think um, watching the dancers a lot—they were having a ton of fun. Yeah, and it was just so like honestly, I watched them more than I watched Taylor because they were just so like their facial expressions, like the way they moved. It was just like they were just having a blast, man. Uh, it's been a long time since we talked about any film on here because it strikes and stuff. But actually, this movie does not cross picket lines. It's oh. like in full compliance of SAG AFTRA. Awesome. And, oh, that's yeah, something I didn't even think about. Green. Oh. <laughs> well, I also got the green it because she also didn't use any distributors for uh, when she put it into AMC. She went around all of them and just went straight to AMC because yeah. they basically gave her offers. And she's like, yeah, I don't like your offers. And then she just went to AMC. It was like, hey, how's this deal sound? They're like, yeah, all right, sure. It's oh, almost yeah. like you don't need the middlemen, the distributors, to actually distribute hmm. your film. I know that's it crazy. Is odd. 
but in today's uh, era, like those i feel like any anybody who's in the the business of distribution comes from an era in which that was a very like serious necessity you're actually like think about film distributors you're like moving around film reels you're keeping track on paper probably the accounts you're dealing with in in various theaters and now we're at the point where like all of this stuff is digitized granted they still have films that are shipped everywhere but you don't need to have a middleman to coordinate taking that from whoever's made the film to your theater in which you're going to be distributing it it's taylor swift just like emailed bob amc a google drive link and he was like (laughs) chill yeah gonna play this in my theaters (laughs) i mean i yeah, sure. That wouldn't work with uh, Oppenheimer because that film was like, what, weighed 600 pounds or something? It's actually on film. Yeah. yeah. I find I mean, this... To be fair, most of the versions that played in theaters were digital. Mm-hmm. I find this movie very funny because at first, like I said, I thought it was a documentary. And so when I was looking at the reviews and stuff like that, I was like, all right, cool. She's getting like, this documentary is pretty good. It's 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now that I know it's just a concert, it's like, okay, so we're just rating a concert now? Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. I knew it was like the quote-unquote concert film, so you're going to see the concert. I did think that they would have maybe some additional components, like something backstage. Like talking in a dressing room maybe, or, and like being like, this is what we're about to do. Is it, yeah, yeah nope. like an introduction maybe. They, they did have additional components. They zoomed in on SoFi Stadium. <laughs> And then at the beginning, and then they zoomed out onto SoFi Stadium at the end. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Those are the additional components. The rest was just purely a concert. Man, incredible. Great movie, though. Um, I honestly, for anybody who's not seen, either not been to a concert or not seen the movie, I don't consider this to be on the same tier of concert performance than anything else I've seen because this is like a show. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a play almost or a musical. I mean, it is so much more than just a concert. It's pretty insane. The technology of the stage, the technology of the backdrop, the the performances that the dancers are making, the props that they're using, the amount of mobility that's going on between her and the dancers of like where they're at on the stage, the music, the musicianship, and also like the crowd interaction. Honestly, mm-hmm. incredible. Really blew my mind. They also, at some points, I'm assuming that the audience didn't see the CGI, but there was like a CGI of like this, a snake wrapping around the stage mm-hmm. that I think it was designed specifically for the movie. Um, stuff, stuff like that happened where like we would get a taste of something a little bit different than, you know, if you were a person that actually went right. to the concert. So a lot of AR is really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, check it out. Uh, video game realm, a couple things to talk about. Bungie, of course, has more bad news for everybody. They had layoffs. Ugh. So, I uh, the how, how, like what percentage of their workforce is laid off? Originally, they said an unspecified amount, but now we know it's about eight percent. Eight percent, and please tell me that those are all the people working on the final shape for Destiny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no. So they delayed the final shape and they delayed marathon final shape. should have been coming out in February. It's now coming out in June. Um, marathon has been pushed back to 2025, which, you know, I didn't really expect to see that next year anyway, even though they said 2024, I don't know. That's just the way games go nowadays. Yep. Um, yeah, they still have like 650 people working on the destiny team. They said, um, 
they put out a statement apologizing to fans about how they lost their trust with their recent Destiny content, I think referring to the last expansion and how people were upset with, you know, the content in that, the story, how it seemed like just kind of a stopgap. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they really need to make the final shape special. They really need to strive to do that. But the reason they laid off 8% of their workforce is because their um, revenue is 45% below projections hmm. for right now. Probably due to how uh, Destiny performed following their expansion release because it, the player base dropped off like a cliff for a bit. Oh, really? And I bet a lot of their revenue projections come from like microtransactions and stuff like that from whales that keep that game afloat the silver shop mm. um but yeah like the seasons following the expansion saw like the lowest player numbers like since the game came out jake casually taking a swig what do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was crazy an actual <laughs> flask just busted <laughs> out okay fine if we're gonna do this i went to that wedding right and so i brought my flask because i knew we'd be out for a while and i wanted to just like have alcohol (laughs) really available and so now the flask is half empty and i'm like well shit do i let it sit in there until the next wedding or do i finish it and so i'm trying to finish it you finish it you're absolutely right i'm working on it um to bring it back is are are they gonna make a destiny 3 like is this maybe coming up on like the end of destiny 2 uh they didn't want to make destiny 2 originally right they, but then they did but then they did <laughs> because of technical issues um, technical issues in destiny 2 as well though but then I mean, they were like yeah improves. well that's the story is like then there was technical issues with destiny so they're like but we don't want to do like another platform again because everybody hated that the first apparently i never played destiny 1 apparently people that played destiny 1 were just like pissed when destiny 2 came out because they had hundreds and thousands of hours invested in characters and gear and everything and all that got wiped because you know new game new character whatever gotta I, start over essentially poor taste i mean poor take yeah. Like yeah. being an MMO player, starting new MMOs constantly, like it's the freshness of the beginning of you finding those new weapons, exploring new maps, exploring new enemies, new raid bosses. That's what is like bringing you into an MMO game. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that you spent 10,000 hours in a game and now you're mad because there's a new game that came out. I mean, that's what like people who are stuck well, in Wars 2 like... or stuck in WoW or stuck, you know. Yeah. I mean, WoW is a good example. It's like, if you had a character from 2004, you can probably still have that same character that, you know, has the storyline, oh, quote unquote, true, behind. But there is a large portion of WoW players that want WoW 2 because they're they're sick of how, how much bloat oh, there is in their wow game. WoW 2, huh? Anyway, that's, I mean, you're neither right, were there. I mean, they, had, they had, quote unquote, technical issues with the amount of content that was in the game, so they had to sunset stuff, if we all remember that, which was wow. taking away things that you paid for. And maybe bringing them back at some indeterminate point. And now they've, quote unquote, like, resolved their technical issues. They're no longer ever going to sunset anything, quote unquote. And they're slowly bringing back content that they sunsetted from the uh-huh. vault. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they, they originally envisioned Destiny to be like a platform that existed for, you know, a decade plus. So um, I don't think they do Destiny 3. I think they want to continue working on Destiny 2. I mean, and that's kind of what they've yes. said about 
the end of the light and dark saga that they've said it's not the end of destiny 2 they want to do like a new story so sure. i mean I, I was more curious if i mean you said they dropped 40 percent no, their revenue was 45 percent below projections but they had dropped eight percent of their uh staff staff okay gotcha i mean still though that's it's kind of grim mm. yeah but it's like you know if this a new number know, oh, would reinvigorate out, if yeah. the final shape comes out and it is another whatever the last one was called mm -hmm. neptune cyberpunk mm -hmm. <laughs> lifefall lifefall yeah sure right if it's another one of those do they maybe think about moving on i don't yeah. know i'm, I'm yeah. just curious well with today's games landscape they could probably slap a three on there release a patch and then <laughs> call it a new game oh my god got him and then they take the pve out <laughs> <laughs> it's only crucible now <laughs> so uh about four months ago um well first of all there was all that narrative of uh lightfall and and all the negative publicity that they were getting there uh but uh, Asdacross came out with a video that is 35 minutes long called Destiny 2 Has Become a Microtransaction Hell. And uh, Asmongold actually picked it up and watched it. And there, between the two of them, there's about 3 million some odd views. Uh, but if you go and watch that video, I think a large portion of the Destiny fan base watched this. And got a fire within them, uh, uh, and and invigorated about how mad they are about how the microtransactions are just kind of ridiculous inside of uh, Destiny Two. Mm. To to kind of give an example, if you, for instance, Jake, you were the most recent one to buy Destiny. How mm -hmm. how ridiculous was it to go about getting all of the the content so, just to catch up to us? So difficult. There was a time where I was like, okay, I've got it all. And then you guys were like, oh, well, do you want to do this? And so I'm like, yeah, I've got everything. And it was like, no, mm -mm, you don't have this one. Sorry, you got to go buy this other thing. I was like, are you serious? I thought I had everything. Yeah. So, like, one of the, one of the examples they give is basically that, where you have to buy, like, 400 expansion packs, basically, to even be able to play with your friends. Uh, and then they go over to WoW, and they're like, look at WoW for a second. If you want to play WoW, you buy the top tier thing and you get all expansions with it. And it's usually mm -hmm. around like 60, $80 and that's it. But for some reason, Bungie's like, nah, fam, you got to spend <clears throat> 60 for the base game. You got to spend, you know, 40 here, 40 there, 20, 20 on a uh, freaking or a 10 on like a dungeon key. Um, yeah. it's just all sorts of stuff like that. But yeah, the video is really good. I'll, I'll drop it in, um, the discord and you guys go take a look at it. I'll put it in media. Uh, also, should probably mention since we're talking about delays, Skull and Bones, which I know we were all looking forward to. Just cancel it, so guys. Good. Just cancel it. <laughs> Delayed again. No one wants it. You guys clearly don't even want to make Whoa. it. We want. You know it. what's I crazy? <laughs> this game was supposed to come out November eighth. That's six <laughs> days from now. <laughs> this, this is just wow. They delayed it's just going to come out and be Sea of Thieves again. Yeah. It's worse Sea of Thieves from everything we've seen. Mm -hmm. True. It's like realistic graphics looking Sea of Thieves with less gameplay. You can't Which, step foot on a on land. You can't stay on the Seriously? boat. Seriously? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You cannot step foot on land? Yeah, Why you don't can't... you just play Black Flags? 
It's true. I mean, Black Flag is what this game spawned from. I mean, we talked about this in the podcast before, mm-hmm. but this was originally like a multiplayer component of Assassin's Creed Black Flag that they then spun off into its own game back in like wow. 2014. And it's been like in development hell since then. This is the sixth delay, by the way. Sixth delay on this game. <laughs> and like, I don't know how they dropped the ball so hard on this one. <laughs> like, literally, if it was just an expansion pack sequel to Black Flag, they would have made a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. was like into Assassin's Creed at that time. Everybody was like, oh, Black mm-hmm. Flag is like so cool. What a nice new direction that boat stuff is so like innovative for the time because nobody had boat stuff. I definitely meant Black Wake, by the way. Oh, uh, Black Wake. Okay. I knew what you meant, Chad. I, I, <laughs> I could not think of the name of it, though. I just went with it. Yeah. You know what's Black, actually. Oh, Black sorry. It's pretty good. That's uh, all I that's... had to say. What's mm-hmm. funny about uh, bringing up Black Flag is that there's actually rumors that they're going to be doing a Black Flag remake. Mm-hmm. So oh, Black man. Flag will have come out twice by the time. <laughs> Can it make it out before Skull and Bones comes out? That'd be Black so funny. Black Flag came out late October of 2013. Ten, ten years they've been working on this. Ten years. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely wild. I don't, they had ship <laughs> combat. They had it figured out. All they had to do was like just crank some shit out it's ubisoft how long could that take this is gonna become a new like waterline for like when games release to be like well it will it become out before skull and bones that's the question <laughs> kind of like when you determine whether or not a computer's powerful enough to run crisis mm-hmm. yeah we're just gonna keep going it's gonna be great like this is now the length of duke nukem forever development time right <laughs> oh my gosh let's not talk fair, about duke nukem forever when skull and bones was officially announced as in development yeah yeah, yeah. It, it probably wasn't the year black flag came out no it probably was close though it was probably we, have the reports, next year. we have reports that it was you know being worked on back then it was originally unveiled at e3 2017 to the public That's quite a while afterwards so yeah yeah still I mean, that's that's 10 years ago today or I mean, this month. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. They just they just absolutely biffed it. I don't know. Yeah. Should have been a freaking slam dunk. <laughs> that's too bad. What's funny is end, when it finally well, comes out, I can't imagine it does well. I wouldn't yeah, think so. No. Nobody <laughs> wants it. No. Well, at this point, there's been plenty of time for other games to really take off and develop in that in that realm. I mean, people yeah. are playing Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. I mean, sea and of Thieves they... has like come out, hit its peak, and declined. Yeah, by now, yeah. like you have missed your window of opportunity, guys. I, I think I think Sea of Thieves has had like three peaks. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because there was like its initial launch where people like were grinding the crap out of the game, and then they were like. I there's not much to do in this game. I guess I'll put it down. Then they came out with like an update where they actually added like a ton of content and it peaked hard there. Then they came out with like the Johnny Depp, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean update and there was like even more content added there. And it's like they just keep they just keep innovating with the Sea of Thieves. Well, what is what is this game doing? Playing yeah, constantly. Stagnancy. Speaking of innovating, let's talk about another game that innovates oh. pretty regularly. Oh, this is great. So the innovation this year is, uh, let's go back to 2017, because uh, Fortnite's Chapter 4, Season 4, uh, is re-releasing Chapter 1's map. All the OG weapons, OG vehicles, just everything. Just think about 2017 Fortnite, just with a little bit of mantling, you know, and maybe some of the new weapons. Just, that's what we're playing. That's what we're playing tomorrow. Honestly, 
I is love the... the idea of this because, and only because, the one thing you talk about with Fortnite all the time is when you jump into, like, even as a fresh player, you jump in, they're like, there's a billion items. Hmm. You have no freaking clue what any of them do. There's all these extra things like mechs and superheroes and freaking gauntlets from Thanos and uh, like right. all kinds of stuff. And it's just, if this takes us back to the OG, like the actual OG setup for what Fortnite was when it first started. Yeah. With maybe a few minor adjustments. That'd be great. Is so this a couple of the what, special what mode? No, is this, this is they're this literally is... going back to chapter one map. Alright. So That's, it's like it's... what everybody will be on. Yeah. And uh there was speculation that they're gonna take away um mantling and sprinting. Uh because there was there's two forms of movement. There's well, there's three forms there's walking, then there's you know, pressing shift to do like your running speed, then there's like double tapping shift to do like the tactical sprint. Um, and that was added later. So people were saying that they were going to take out the tactical sprint and the, the mantling. Mm. They're not, they're, they're leaving that in a uh, couple of tweets. One is OG pump model and scars coming back after four years of them being gone, mm. uh, along with OG AR LMG chug splashes, turret traps, ballers, which traps haven't been in the game forever. Um, ballers, ATKs, traps is like cards, a carryover flames. from save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Traps got removed because it was just too easy to jump into somebody's box, box them up, and then like trap them. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a large article that was written by Dextro, um, and they're basically just you know showcasing that the map is back. You got your tilted towers, your paradise palms, your dusty divot. I mean, it's the OG map. Just just playing there. Just tomorrow's gonna it's gonna be up. That's Their exciting new season stuff. is. We don't want to make new content this season. We're just going to use the old stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people that I've seen in comments are like, all right, so they don't know how to make new content anymore. They're, yeah. they're, they're out of ideas. Out. I think they just, I mean, there's so many people that have also wanted like the okay, old yeah. stuff again too. So everybody's I feel like, like, it should now, definitely be a new mode though. Hey, yeah. Here's Not the thing. just the entire wow. game. Classic Fortnite. It's yes. like a separate menu option. I feel like they, they already have a split Fortnite player classic. base by having mm. uh, no builds no build. and builds mode. Yeah. Yeah, and then fair. also creative. You can split it again. Um, I mean, their player base is so big, it doesn't really matter if they split it like eight times. They're still, right. still going to get yeah, matches right. immediately. Yeah. They this, should do I can... a... What's up? What? I was just going to say, they should do a special event where they they have literally every item that's ever been in the game. Oh, that in the match. is called Unvaulted. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's been it's been a thing. That That's sounds happened. so crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I I see what you guys are saying, but at the same time, I think the community likes uh the freshness of uh an entire map change, and mm -hmm. it has been so long that there are people who have, are now playing Fortnite that have never played the chapter one map, and mm -hmm. then there are people who just want to play the chapter one map. Yeah. Uh, so it is it is in fact going to be the chapter one season five map so that there's already been changes to the map that have happened it's not just a chapter one season one map um there's like a meteor has hit the the dusty depot so now it is it has changed to dusty divot uh there's no volcano yet that was around season eight i think that's what, when that came um but yeah interested to see how they progress that story um man how old is fortnite at this point it is it possible around that, 2017? Is it possible there are people playing the game that weren't alive when this map was out? I mean, sure. Maybe. Six year old? That's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty young. young. All I hope for out of this, honestly, 
is that because they've gone back to the original map, that somebody at Activision goes, you know what? We should bring back Verdansk so we can just all be excited and go play <laughs> Warzone again. On the map I was like, where we would it was be designed they, to be played on. If they brought back Verdansk, we would be excited. Like, so yeah. we're probably excited for this original map. Immediately go play. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Verdansk was it, man. I know. A couple other things, too, in uh, releases and leaks and interesting things for video games. Um, PS2 Daredevil game? What the heck is this, Alex? Yeah. A random, like, <laughs> licensed Daredevil game that was supposed to release for the PS2 back in the day got leaked because there was, like, a mostly finished build of it that never got released. Uh, the story is, like, Sony wanted the developers to put beat-em-up combat and quote-unquote Tony Hawk-like grinding in the game. <laughs> and so they did. Interesting. Where does that fit? With I don't the Daredevil know, dude. Lore? That's what Daredevil does. He's a skateboarder. <laughs> Rides a skateboard. <laughs> it's, blind. I, don't, I don't remember that so at any point. They put those features in there, and then Marvel was like, this is not what we agreed to or asked for, so <laughs> we would like you to not release this game because it is against our contract, and so they just never released the game. Amazing. Incredible. I love it. I, I honestly think I might play it. <laughs> just because it's Wild. really cool like um there was this was it a star fox game that got leaked a while back a couple years ago it's like old games that just like never saw the light of day somehow getting released so there's like on an old hard drive somewhere or something it's been long enough that somebody's like whatever man i'm putting it on the internet sure what are you gonna do sue me the people Try should basically. be able to see this ps2 daredevil game with Tony Hawk grinding in it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh we should God. also mention in the uh, video game realm, the International, which oh. everybody knows exactly what's, what game is played for the International. It is so mm -hmm. specifically titled. Soccer. Yeah, soccer. The International 2023 happened. Soccer, which if you have was... spells and ancients and you're pushing powers <laughs> and killing creeps constantly. Yes, yes. Dota. Dota 2's International happened uh, just this last weekend. Actually, Alex, Chad, and I spent some time watching. And actually, Caleb, for a little bit, uh, watching group stage. And then we we came back and watched the finals, grand finals, on just this last Sunday. Um, I don't know what specifically you wanted to talk about here, Alex. I have things to say about the International, but it's your uh, note. I thought the prize pool was interesting. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So uh, this year, the prize pool... Uh, was just under 3.2 million. Um, which you're thinking, prize pool for video game tournament, 3.2 million dollars, that's a lot of money. Uh, but when you compare it against the previous prize pools, it's you basically can't nothing it against mm -hmm. the previous prize pool. But if you compare it against 2019's prize pool, which was 34 million dollars, it sure feels a lot less. And there's a decimal point somewhere that just um, got moved. <laughs> the previous one, the it was 40 million. Well, no, I'm saying the one before that, because the problem with 2021 was that it expanded like a longer oh. duration due to COVID. So their mm. their prize pool money is so much higher than any other TI. Yeah, they kind of cheated and raised funds t like two years in a row. Yeah. To yeah. hit $40 million. But even even at 2019 to be at, uh, you know, $34.5 million for 16 teams. It's insane. That is so much money. Yeah. I think this the decisions they made this year to move away from 
um, special in-game skins like Immortals and cool, unique items uh, that you could get because of your, your actual compendium level and instead focus entirely on esports, which, sure, I love watching it, but I could care less about esports trading cards and voice yeah. reactions, voice lines, whatever. I mean, it's, it's cool. Well, I would also, much rather have like, in-game skins. You and Alex pretty much have been watching this for a while and like I actually keep up with the TI when it comes out. This is the first year that I've really like delved into really watching. And so I was just like, I've seen that name before, I guess. But you guys were like, oh yeah, these two these two casters love them. Oh yeah, that person love, you know, <laughs> let me just name off them, love that person. And I was just like, I mean, I've heard these names before, but I don't know faces to names. Like I don't and so when I'm getting these trading cards or these stickers, it's like I don't freaking care about these. Yeah. I I just care about team names and who's gonna win, you know? Yeah. At, at this point it's it's unique because in the Dota 2 esports like professional esports community like most of the teams are still comprised by the same basic subset of professional players that have been there all along. Mm-hmm. Sure some have retired and you like some new ones have come in, but in general, most of the people are still playing the same game they've been playing for 10 years. They're still the professional Dota players. They're yeah. still the best. And so when you see them, like teams change, uh you know like groupings change it's it's fun to watch those same players i just don't care about a trading card with their name on it for a team it's like the sixth professional team they've been on i watched them win ti once before yeah yeah i mean there are a bunch of players that we used to watch play that are now coaches for teams instead and casters kind of interesting yeah um yeah so the the prize pool the distribution is still like super top heavy, so first place gets forty five percent, so they got one point four million dollars. Um seventeenth through twentieth place gets one percent, they got thirty one thousand dollars for qualifying for TI. I mean mm-hmm. it's not bad. Yeah. Why At this you point, guys I assume finally qualify. <laughs> Janae asks me this every time I every year when <laughs> TI comes up and I tell her how big the prize pool is. Why aren't yeah. you guys competing? It's a good question. Yeah, exactly. Good answer. Because Caleb isn't playing with us and Abe isn't playing with us. Uh, yeah. We need a full team of sauce. five. Mm. That is the problem with Dota, is anytime you play with two randoms, you just get two just blades of gla- of grass blowing in the wind. They're just present on the map, not really participating, doing anything. They're there. So Chad to... loves it. That's his favorite part about Dota. <laughs> to compare Man. to 2019, Man. like you were trying to compare... Last place in that one got 85k instead of 31. And first, first place, place, 15 million, 15.6 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's a decimal point. Mm-hmm. What's funny is, like, if you look at the prize pool trackers and stuff like that, like 2019, uh, people raised money and increased the base. The base prize pool is always 1.6 million. That's what Valve gives. And then we increase it from there with sales. 2019 was increased 2,045%. This year was not even increased 100%. It barely is below doubling the 1.6 million. Mm -hmm. Again, you got to give people what they want. And they do not want esports trading cards. They want skins. They want immortals. They want unique items. I have a conspiracy that every year there's a ton of people that complain about how greedy Valve is and how they lock fancy sets behind high tiers of the battle pass and stuff like that. And valve wanted to come out this year and be like fine we're not being greedy we're getting a battle pass out here that's like 
you know, esports focus because we're focused on the teams and competition. And that's like the heart of what TI is supposed to be about instead of being about money. And it does poorly this year. Everybody's like, oh, look at how bad it did. Nobody liked it. Next year, <laughs> Valve comes back with like a regular compendium again with all the fancy stuff in it. Being like, look, last year, you guys obviously didn't like it when we didn't put the cool stuff in it. So now we're going to go back to that. And you guys can't say anything. Shut up. And they raised $50 million. <laughs> Which, by the way, we should point out that when you pay money into Dota, 25% of what you pay goes towards the prize pool. The other 75% goes directly to Valve, which yeah. means when they raised $35 million, they actually raised $140 million, minus 1.6 or whatever, and then mm -hmm. a lot of it went just directly to Valve. Nuts. You gotta pay for all the development on those uh, basically community-made skins, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just have community artists submit skins and they put them in the game. Still blows my mind. <laughs> so funny. I mean, they do have to pay for like the venue yeah. and like to hire I mean, come hosts up. and stuff. It's come on. Can't it doesn't be that. cost that much. I mean, not 140 million. No. I mean, Key no. Arena didn't cost that much, but Climate Pledge Arena, probably incredibly <laughs> expensive. Okay, last but not least in video games, let's talk a little bit about Silent Hill Ascension. Yeah, I don't have much to say about this, but I saw this headline and I couldn't not read it. Uh, Silent Hill game disables chat after too many posts about ejaculation. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it um, my understanding of this game is that it's sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. Uh, and so it's kind of community-driven. You basically pay to get access to it and you can like vote on what happens. And everyone's just uh, commenting about how they want uh, Kojima's cummy in their tummy. <laughs> uh, and so they turned Jeez. off chat. Uh, yikes. What is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, man. you know, the new game's going really good. <laughs> oh, great. The series is saved. Now that you talk about this, I, I remember seeing a headline about this game. It sounded interesting. They're doing it like live over the course of like six months or something something like that i don't man i really don't care there's a battle pass as well don't Weird. know why yeah I... it's essentially like you just influence what happens you're not like really playing yeah it's it is an interesting idea that it seems like maybe they weren't ready for maybe the world <laughs> wasn't ready for it that's so funny this is like every time they they give the internet at large access to something remember when like i think it was like microsoft post put that twitter bot up that like learned oh, how yeah. to talk to people and it was like mm -hmm. a less than a day before it was talking about mm -hmm. nazis or something yeah <laughs> same with that that uh ai that was doing like weird episodes of seinfeld oh yeah and, yeah and it got really racist and they shut yep. down real quick Good times, man. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to a stuff-related item. Chad, you have had uh, Provoxy installed on every computer you've ever <laughs> owned, which I'm certain is the reason you've had so many issues. Tell us about it, though. Oh, yeah. So uh, over the course of this last week, um, we troubleshooted both of my machines. So I have a streaming PC and a gaming PC. Uh, the gaming PC had a weird issue where I would restart my computer in the morning, and then all throughout the day, be able to use it on, on the internet. And then even towards the night was fine. But then I'd go to sleep and wake back up and I'd come back to my computer and boom, no internet. I'd be <laughs> on Mumble 
I'd be able to like, you know, click through YouTube a couple times before finally, because YouTube was up before it finally just died. Uh, and then I'd have to restart my machine and do it all over. And then like throughout the day, it was fine. Throughout the night, it was fine. Go to sleep, wake back up, no internet. It was the most bizarre thing. So uh, we actually fixed that by uh, looking at an event, an event viewer and mm. noticing that there was something taking up a large portion of my task manager. Uh, and it was called uh, Express VPN. So I had got Ooh. a VPN a while ago and huh. just, I guess, didn't uninstall it properly or something or didn't shut it down. Like, even though it wasn't quote unquote running, it was somehow running in the background. It was just, just taking up all of my ports. So this, that's good stuff. This issue was like incredibly hard to Google. I couldn't find anything about it from anyone. And then finally, there was a specific error message from Event Viewer that Chad sent me that talked about like ports being unavailable. Like there weren't enough ports available to route something. And that finally got me to an article where somebody was like, check your task manager for like the number of handles that a program has. And it was, if one has like a ton, then that's probably your issue. So somehow huh. ExpressVPN was just like slowly taking over ports throughout the day. Which is so, funny because you haven't even used the VPN in a while, right? Yeah. It's just been uh, sitting was, running in the background. I installed it in February and this problem didn't start happening until like, I don't know, two months ago. So I, that was weird. I will um, say ExpressVPN is like a common... Uh, advertiser on like YouTube content and stuff. So like, I don't think it's ExpressVPN's fault that this happened. It's probably Chad's fault somehow. If you want to sponsor <laughs> us, that's chill. Wow, <laughs> hilarious! Trying to uninstall ExpressVPN was a trip as well. Um, I uninstalled it again. Not their was... fault, probably. This is <laughs> this this isn't their fault, you know. Trying to uninstall it. I look in the task manager after it's installed, uninstalled, and it's like still there. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, Alex gave me a program. I restarted my computer, uninstalled it correctly. It's gone now. So we're good to go. I've been. Did he just for the... send you over the uninstaller? The one that comes prepackaged <laughs> oh with the VPN's VPN? Now, what did you give me, Alex? Uh, Revo uninstaller. It's always, always the go to um, to get pesky programs off your computer. It's so that was not ExpressVPN, by the way. It's not, yeah, it's like... not a pesky program. Love ExpressVPN. <laughs> great service. <laughs> ExpressVPN's great. It actually works very well for my uh, VPN lobbies for Call of Duty. Uh, so moving on, though. Um, it's been since Sunday that I've done all this, and my computer's been up and running, and I'm on the internet, so it's working. Uh, nice. Second issue is uh, my streaming PC turned off one day and just wouldn't turn back on. So I fiddled with it without reaching out to Alex because I was like, I'm going to troubleshoot this myself for once. That was a mistake. I did troubleshoot <laughs> it. I got it back on because I removed the GPU from the top PCIe slot and moved it down to the bottom PCIe slot. Uh, it turned back on. It worked. Uh, but that was where my troubleshooting stopped. I didn't know what to do after that because I'm like, I have a lane that's just not working. Like it's just, I even plugged my uh, Elgato capture card into it. The lane was just dead. Uh, so... Trial and error after trial and error, we finally, uh, I got this converter actually to try to, uh, make a 16 lane into a, a four lane. And this just didn't have enough power. The Elgato was green. Um, so Alex finally found something somewhere deep down in a form somewhere. Dark place somewhere. of the internet. 
mm-hmm. that basically stated that the CPU uh, was not reading the PCIe lane properly, and so I needed a new CPU. So go out to the store, grab a new CPU, uh, come home, plug it in, and the computer doesn't turn on. To which I finally text Aaron because Alex and I figured this out. Uh, step one: dismantle new new motherboard. Uh, I want the one hundred dollars back because I'm I'm re- I did buy a new motherboard. This is one of the trials that I I tried. Yeah. Uh, that that's like the obvious solution. Like a PCIe lane is not working. Obviously, the motherboard's broken. Right. Replace the motherboard. So, so you got a new motherboard. motherboard, replaced it. It still didn't work. Right. The lane still didn't still work didn't on work. the new motherboard. So that's why we found out on the CPU. Anyways, uh, so this is I've got the mo- new motherboard all put together in my streaming PC, and so then I text Aaron. I'm like, "This is the craziest crap ever." Step one: uh, disassemble a new mother- motherboard. I want that $100 back because I I need the serial code, whatever. I need to send it back, you know, via UPS or whatever. Uh, assemble my old motherboard with new CPU. Launch computer, no screen. Realize that motherboard needs upgrade, and it can't be flashed. So <laughs> I have to take out the new CPU, put in the old CPU, drop the GPU from the top lane to the bottom lane, flash the BIOS, then move the GPU back from the bottom lane to the top lane, disassemble old CPU, put in new CPU, and it finally turned on. I still don't understand how you didn't manage to bend any pins on mm-hmm. either CPU throughout this entire process. I know, that was the scariest part, is that you usually want to put the CPU in one time. Yep. Yeah. You're lucky the C- so your old CPU is broken. Probably the PCIe controller on the CPU is broken, but it works enough that you were able to flash <laughs> your BIOS. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like I don't know if uh, Caleb or Jake, you guys made AMD systems, right? Um, if you got a board that was old enough, it just didn't support the Ryzen 5000 series without the BIOS update, mm. and so you had to update the BIOS. But you can't update the BIOS without a CPU because <laughs> you have to be able to run the computer to update it. Unless Fair. it has BIOS flashback, which is a thing that is included on a lot of motherboards, but not the one that Chad had mm, yeah. when, in which you can just put a USB in the right slot and it'll automatically flash it. Mm. I do it's want weird to too, because this issue felt like it had some parallels with an issue I had a while ago, which is <laughs> when I could not use my PCIe slot on my old motherboard. That was because that motherboard specifically disabled the PCIe slot when you put in an M2 drive. It just straight disabled it. Take the drive out, worked great. Put the drive in, disabled. Because the power source supplied power to both of those devices, and it would only do one. Why that's not anywhere in the description. I I think the portion of troubleshooting that had the most comedy in it was when we finally realized that I needed to plug my old CPU back in. Uh, and so I'm sitting there on, on mumble with Alex and I'm like, all right, so what if I just like os my 3,900 in, but don't put paste on it and don't hook up the, the, the cooler coolant stuff. Uh, he, Alex like Googled <laughs> this man. really quickly. I was like, that's probably a bad <laughs> idea, but let's Google it to make sure. <laughs> and there was somebody who was like, that'd be, a, that'd be a wild ride. Let's see what shuts off first, your computer or the install. Like, <laughs> Basically a race to see if you can flash it fast enough before your computer overheats. thermal throttles and overheats. Yeah. And shuts Incredible. down in the middle of a BIOS flash. I'm like, what? It's only going to take like five minutes to do this. Like, So anyways, I had to... I had to clean off thermal from like everything twice. It was, mm. it was crazy. It was so annoying. So annoying. 
I don't want to throw on my people... PC. This is the reason why people just play consoles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't know what they're missing, Alex. This yeah. is the best part about being a PC gamer. Incorrect. Oh, now that it's fixed and I have like, I switched out my 50 gigabyte SSD that kept telling me I had no room because the operating system basically is 50 gigabytes. Uh, and now I have a one terabyte M2 in there. And then I have like a 5900. Like, I have a brand new stream PC over here. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. Ready to go for 24 hour stream. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Heck yeah. Shall we move on to what have you been playing lately? YBPL? Is there like. Can you. Wait, can you pop that screen back up? Sure, yeah. There you go. <laughs> can you all see the boxes of us still? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. Is that on purpose? That's not on the actual stream. That's just on this feed. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of the codec it uses. Actually, now very I see the, what have you been playing lately? <laughs> yeah. Can we do it again? <laughs> there it is. Yeah, but the boxes. I'll, you can see it in the background. Once the, oh, the boxes are gone. Oh, yeah, because because the video codec that this is using is trying to be as fast as possible. So mm. if pixels don't change, it just doesn't change them, so that it uses less bandwidth. Heck yeah, sick. I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Let's start off the top with with games that we have all been playing lately. The first one I see in this list is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Bros. Period. TM Wonder. Sorry, yeah, I should have read it exactly as listed. My apologies. Can we can oh, we rename this from all to some? Some. Mm-hmm. some. Yep. <laughs> How about I think many? Our... many? Many. Many. Yeah, yeah. I think at least three of us have played this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's like all. That's like all of us. That is yeah. basically all. Put it back to all. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Change it back. All that matter. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, that makes sense in any context too. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super Mario Brothers Wonder came out. Nintendo's second banger of the year, I think. Um. Oh sure. I forgot. First party Tears releases. Yeah, Tears oh. of the Kingdom came out. Like, Everybody went crazy. <laughs> Mario came out. Everybody went crazy. I love this game. Caleb thinks it's all right. It's fine. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. If you're not like a big 2D Mario fan, probably probably won't enjoy it all that much. Fine. But if you uh, are, I'm sure you will like it a lot. Did, how far did you get? I am in World Two. Oh, okay. Not that Somewhere. far. Have you beat it, Jake? I have not beat it. Okay. Uh, I am in world five okay. probably. <laughs> That's pretty far. I, I've been playing a lot. I like it a lot. Um, I will confess, 2D Mario is one that has not really clicked for me mm. in the past. Um, I, I was sort of too, not necessarily too old, but I, I didn't have like an SNES growing up. Uh, so I never played like Super Mario World really or any of the older ones. Uh, but this game reminds me a lot of Super Mario 3D World, uh, which got re-released on the Switch last year or something. Uh, but it, it basically, it's like level-based, and every level has like a, a really neat idea, and there, there's a big emphasis on like power-ups. Yep. Um, which which keeps things fresh. Obviously, the big one here is the Wonder Flower, uh, which is basically. Every level has like a little little flower that you can find. Sometimes they're really easy to find. Sometimes they're kind of weirdly hard to find. Mm. Uh, but you basically pick it up and the level just goes absolutely sicko mode. 
Like, it just goes, something absolutely insane happens. Um, and it's, uh, like, unique for, like, every level. Yeah, yeah, there's almost no repeats going through. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the early ones. There's one where, like, you pick it up, and then the stampede of bulls starts rushing across the screen, and you basically have to, like, surf on top of them jumping over obstacles. And, like, you know, you'll go up, like, a little corridor, and you have to do it really fast so you can catch back up to the bulls before they leave you. Um... It's that one actually has, like, a secret embedded in that, where it, like, yeah. breaks the end of the level and continues on past to a different mm. ending of the level. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it's really neat. This cool um, stuff. The, the mm. thing that I think is the coolest about it is actually the multiplayer. I don't know if you guys are playing with the multiplayer on or off. 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 You guys off are missing also. out. Uh, so basically, rather than being like, oh... You know, you so you can play like multiplayer, like standard multiplayer, like both of you are trying to get through this level, and you can even like you can ride if someone's playing a Yoshi, you can like ride on their back. Whatever. I don't give a shit about that. The mm-hmm. cool thing is when I'm sitting alone in my bed playing with the multiplayer turned on, you basically see like ghosts of other players who are currently playing the same level. And if you die, you turn to a little ghost, and if you tag with one of them, you'll revive. Which does make the game a little bit easier. But it also kind of stands off edges when you're just getting frustrated and you're stuck at a mm. stupid part. Uh, but what I think is really cool about it is on multiple occasions, I've had people like, you watch a ghost and you're like, huh, they're like climbing something, but there's nothing there for me to climb. I guess there's like a wow. secret there. Or like, I've absolutely had players like, they're, they're like these puzzle levels, right? Where there's all the shit hidden throughout the level. And I've had players like, emote at me like, no, 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 come back, come back. You almost had it. It's right here. <laughs> And then That's just, cool. like, I go back and I find it, and then I find them at a later part of the level, and I'm like, no, 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 it's over this way, it's over this way. And so that, I have really enjoyed that. I thought that was kind of, like, a magical moment. The way you describe um, that, it sounds kind of like Journey. Yeah. Yes, actually, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty close to the experience. Um, You do get a lot of people who just breeze through the level and don't even acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, you know, Sounds that's like fine. Journey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> An apt comparison, I like that. I think the uh, the hidden stuff levels that you just talked about, I think that would be actually kind of cool to have the multiplayer on there. But I think the rest of the time, I don't want people... I don't want the crutch of being able to revive, you know, because I'm a hardcore yeah, gamer and real one, gamer. What The mm-hmm. one time you're playing uh, hard mode. <laughs> I, yeah. Platformers, man. I don't know. I'll I'll grind. A le- I, the final, final level took me hours to beat. Wow. It took Chapter me like... 13 and Celeste. I 100% in this game, by the way. I've got everything. Wow. Um, Nuts. There is a, yeah. The, the final level of the entire game is so hard. It's crazy. I, but it's so much fun. There's also like, there's one section in it that I hate. I think it's BS, but mm-hmm. besides that, really well crafted level. Um, and hey. I, yeah, just the whole game is so delightful. It's just Aww. fun. Every there's like just a little the tiny little details at the entire thing, little animations of enemies or like a facial expression or just like the colors or the fun little gimmicks that they put in that are you know, like the silhouette mode or Mario gets really tall or like you go into the background of the level to do something for a while. That is that is really neat. It's so cool. Just all the little ideas that they had that they put in the game. Uh, the other thing that's really cool that we actually haven't talked about is the badge system. Yeah. 
where basically as you go, you can unlock or buy these little badges. And they're basically like little, they're like perks, essentially. Uh, the one I've really gravitated to comes really late in the game, but it's really, really good. When you when you jump, you can push a button to kind of like spin. That's like a classic 2D Mario move. But now when I spin, I just basically get like a double jump. I go like up more. Mm, it's the best badge. It's, it's by far awesome. the best it's badge. It's so good. It makes things so much easier. It's so good. And it feels like you are skilled when you use it too. Even yeah. though it's like really easy, but it makes <laughs> you feel really cool. It is. What? Yeah, it's a good feeling badge. What are some um, other I, examples of like the badges that you would get? So I understand like how first much one, better this is. The first one you get is just uh, your hat turns into a parachute when you hold a button. Yeah, so you, you can, can like, like float down. That's cool. This is one where you can wall jump straight up once off of a wall. Yeah, that's useful sometimes on yeah. occasion. Uh, the I one I was using. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, the one I used before the the little spin double jump was it, it just let you jump higher and you had like a little float at the height of your jump. Hmm. Uh, pretty nice, but again, kind of some only sometimes useful. Hmm. I'm surprised and a little disappointed that they don't allow you to use multiple. Like having at least two yeah. would be really cool for just combos of different abilities. But Honestly, you just get the one. Kinda. My biggest complaint about it is I feel like it would be better if levels were built with a specific badge in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like th there's a grapple power up where you can like grapple to a wall. And I'm like, this is so cool. But probably not useful nine times out of ten. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be a situation where I'm jumping towards a wall specifically, and I want to go towards that wall really fast. Whereas the double jump, there ain't a level in the game where I don't want to double jump. I yeah. always want to double jump. That's great. There is the occasional level that is based around a specific yeah, badge yeah. But there's like the badge unlock common. like when you first get the badge the level is based on the badge and then there's maybe like one or two others throughout the game that are for that badge specifically mm -hmm. and they're like tier two and three versions of the mm -hmm. levels that yeah. you may have to make use of the badge but besides that none of the levels are designed with any of them specifically in mind so yeah I just, you, I can, like, you can use whichever one you like yeah it's it's true I just I I, w I kind of wish like each world maybe was based around a badge. Mm. So it'd be like here's the one where you get the grapple and it's like okay we have a bunch of levels that are going to be really good for the grapple. Uh, where so far that might end up wearing out its welcome. They may just not had enough ideas. For ways yeah, to use the power I mean, yeah, I, I can see both ways. It just ultimately it just means I'm not going to use so many badges because they're yeah. not bad. Yeah. Even if they did like so, like the main line of Mario always has to be like fairly easy because like younger people play the games. Mm -hmm. Um, but even if they did like side content that was like harder stuff built specifically for badges, and then like in that did like multiple badge things, that'd be so cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do we care about spoilers? Can I talk about spoilers? Nothing like story related. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'd be amazed if you could spoil the story. Did the Bowser get Peach? Actually, Peach one. is playable. He didn't get Peach. <laughs> Bowser turns into a castle in this one, guys. Oh, it's true, fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. There. So there's a special world that I already ruined on Discord <laughs> <laughs> that you can find like hidden exits. So like each world has a hidden exit that you can get to the special world in and there's like a hard level in that world that's like a five-star difficulty those are like 
by far my favorite levels in the game. Um, if you finish everything in there in the special world, you get the final challenge, and it's like a it's like a pretty hard level even compared to the special levels. Um, and that's like, oh, you did it! You've completed all the final challenge. If you complete everything in the game in terms of getting all of the wonder seeds all of the purple coins and the top of the flagpole in every level it unlocks in an extra final level that's <laughs> no, after I, the final level i'm fucking doing that the top of the flagpole is a yeah is an objective yeah. it is yeah i noticed huh. it but i was like it doesn't give you anything so i won't even bother yeah whatever yeah. I saw somebody talk about it after I finished the game and I was like frickin' A. So then I yeah, went through every dumb. single level finding the things that I had missed. You know, um Super Mario 3D World. 3D World, 3D World does the exact same thing. Where you have to get the top of the flagpole at every mm. level to get the ultra hard zone. So the is ultra there... hard final final level is super hard, but it's mm -hmm. also really cool because it is a like badge marathon level where you go through every badge. <sighs> One it's by a one. Game. Oh. I'll unlock it slowly. Maybe I'll <laughs> finish locked it by behind all of that other stuff. Yeah. That's incredible. And it's so cool. But huh. man, is it, it's it's a lot to get there. Yeah. Top Some of the of... flagpole is honestly easy. I know I, we were it just bitching about just, it, but that's that's pretty annoying. easy in every level. <laughs> yeah. It's just annoying because you get one shot at it before you have to do the whole level again. Yeah. yeah. So if you fuck up your jump at the last second, you probably do just need to start over. Yeah. yeah. Like the purple coins, at least, like if you die, you get another chance at the purple coin, mm -hmm. like right there from the checkpoint. Even also, there's some purple coins that are just like, I'm not going to do it the real way. I'm just going to throw my body at it and die <laughs> because yeah. it counts as getting it and you don't have to get it again after that. Also, another benefit of the multiplayer. Sometimes you see people going somewhere that you didn't realize you could go and you go, oh, I bet there's a purple coin over there. <laughs> yeah. And you go and you get a purple coin. There's, there's three purple coins per level for context. Yeah. It's not like there's 50. Oh, there's always three. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's true. Pretty sure. Except for levels that don't have them. They're like There's like side levels that don't have purple coins. Mm -hmm. Short little minigame things. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I had a great time. I, even going back through and making sure I 100%ed everything so I can unlock, unlock the last level didn't actually take that long after you had... One, the spin jump, because it's mm -hmm. crazy good. And two, you're just like speed running the levels, essentially looking for mm -hmm. the coin. Um, Helping out the noob players. Or wait, you play with multiplayer off. Yeah. Mm, never mind. It's, it's... That joy is denied you. And it also felt cool just being after playing the entire game, going back to the easier levels and just sprinting through them as fast as possible. I can see why people speed run things now. <laughs> now you finally figured it out <laughs> also the uh boss fight is incredibly cool i won't spoil that but it mm -hmm. is they did a good boss fight at the i think the boss fights throughout the game are lame the like mini bosses with like the bowserlings or whatever Bowser the crap they're called Bowserlings? <laughs> Bowserlings. What are you talking about bowser jr bowser jr <laughs> his child the Koopa Kids or whatever. I don't know. They, those boss fights are not that cool. They all they all have like a little gimmick, but they're like incredibly easy and not, like they don't last that long and they're just kind of annoying to like wait for them to like stop spinning because they do the same move every time and they just like spin <laughs> a bunch and you jump over it for a while and then you hit them in the head. And throughout the game, they introduce some other gimmick to the level design, but do the same boss fight. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Mario boss. You jump on its head but when you fight times. Bowser as a castle, that's freaking cool. That's a mm -hmm. cool level. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done it. I can't speak to it, but I, I bet am. it's cool. Yeah, I uh, am tentatively adding this to GO2i stuff for me. We'll see where it actually. I don't know if it'll fit on the list or not. There's a lot of things, but this I'm just year putting it there is for. So fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like, man, this game was good, but like, is it Baldur's Gate good? <laughs> yeah. No? Really? Sorry, yeah. I don't know. That's well, the, the funny thing about you know, the... GO2i oh. this year is it's like it was actually kind of like last place? year. In a little bit. We've decided first place well in advance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how anything competes. Last year there were two competitive games. I we did say. end up with two in the finals. We ended up with a fake two that people got my hopes up over. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What you didn't know until this moment is that Chad and I talked about getting your hopes up right before the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I got another this. group of uh, all the people that matter played the finals. Well, an open beta. Let me let me give you Go a blurb on what this game is. So yeah, Ubisoft is designing a very fast-paced B. Oh wait. Um, <laughs> so this is a game uh, from what I understand. There was a couple Battlefield devs that kind of transferred over to this uh, studio called Embark, and so they are now creating an FPS with destructible environments, uh, arena shooter with. Uh, Alex put it actually kind of nicely. It's a arena BR because it has like the the interesting uh, BR elements to it where, you know, you die, you're kind of out until the next uh, revive. Uh, you can walk over to your teammate and you can like hold the revive on them. Um, can is the obviously the, the battlefield paddles so you can, uh, you know, slap your paddles together and defib smack your, yeah, your defibs uh, so you can get your teammates back up. Um, those have a cooldown on them. Uh, it is a class base ish kind of. Uh, the classes are broken up to light, medium, and heavy. Uh, and so light has uh, three different skills: cloaking. Uh, there's a grapple, and there is uh, evasive dashes. Basically, your tracer for a second. Um, you have three dashes, and they uh, they're on cooldown. Uh, medium. Uh, I know the healing gun. I a don't. A turret. And then they have they have like an AOE sense where you can actually use like radar and detect enemies in an AOE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Heavy has a charge that basically smashes through any wall. Uh, if you jump at the end of it, you jump up in the air and smash down. You can break a, a hole in the ceiling. Um, it has a Reinhardt shield, is all I can think of. Mm -hmm. um, basically, shield, shield in front of you. You you turn around and you know it basically follows you. Uh, and the last ability is the goo gun, I believe. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you get the goo gun. And you shoot anybody use that. Yeah, have have it. why would you? When there's a smashing through walls and the, the Reinhardt shield, why would you goo gun, which goo gets broken by fire within two seconds, and the flamethrower is like the most OP thing in the game? Yeah, um, it's pretty broken. So but yeah, you can, like uh, create cover essentially though. That's the point right, of it. Right, right, right. Uh you could also like block paths. Uh so like if you're trying to uh the whole premise of the game is um there's vaults and cash outs. So what you do is you spawn to the game. You're you're doing a three v three. If you're doing more higher tier uh, content in the game, like tournaments or ranked tournaments, which is what we're mostly playing, uh, you're doing three v three v three v three. So it's four teams instead of just three teams. Um, and essentially, you run over to the vault that's spawning. You capture the vault. Takes maybe like 15, 20 seconds to capture that vault. You carry that vault across the map. 
uh, to a cash out zone. There are a couple points on the map that you can do that. And you sit there for around a minute, 30, two, two, two minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, and people are trying to uh, take that vault back or cash out back over. And to do that, you pretty much just walk up to it, hold down use key. <laughs> Sorry. Your whole background went away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my cat's like, what are these lights? Um, so yeah, you walk up to the cash out and you use the your use key on it for what is it like 10, 15 seconds? I don't, it's really yeah, it's a long time. It's actually quite long. Um it's probably only like five seconds, but it feels longer. Uh so you're you're basically trying to do that. It starts doing the siren noise, and so the team who's defending knows this is happening and they go to try to kill the person that's on it. Um each class has different sets of weapons. Uh so there's like light has SMG, a pistol. Um, sword, sniper. sword, knife, sniper. Uh, there's like a sawed-off shotgun. Medium. You guys are have been playing that more so. There's like what the AK. It's mostly ARs and then some like shotguns and stuff like that. Yeah. Then the heavy has a couple light machine guns, uh, auto shoddy, flamethrower. They also have a gadget that's just a rocket launcher. You basically get one weapon and three gadgets when you when you uh, go in, uh, and your gadgets are constantly refilling just on cooldowns, which is really cool. Uh, and your uh, ability is is refilling on cooldowns. So like, uh, if you're the medium with the heal, you get to heal only a certain amount, then that has to refresh. Uh, like I said, evasive dashes, they have cooldowns on them. And then uh, your charges um, for the heavy, like you use the charge, and then it goes on a cooldown. You use it later. Uh, very fast-paced game. It is um, in the tournament modes, it's on a timer. You're just trying to stay in the top two for the majority of uh, the game. Uh, what essentially what it does is it uh, formulates a matchmaking where there is three teams, three games of four that are all playing. Uh, four teams and of three. What's that? Four, four teams, teams of three. three. He said three I'm teams of four. About, I'm talking about the games though. Like like each game like each there's oh, multiple each. games in in oh, the lower oh, like lower oh, tier. Oh, then you oh, when you win that you go to the next matches. one. There's, gotta, there's gotta, multiple gotta, matches yeah. running at the same time, and the the two victors from each of those uh, go up a rung, and so then you fight those people, and then they go up a rung, and then it's uh, basically <laughs> a one v one situation. It's a uh, team of three versus a team of three. Um, yeah. So that's really cool uh, because you actually like get to. Uh, start having like rivalries versus you know a different team and you get to start formulating different strats such as like okay they're using flamethrowers let's not go into buildings because you're just going to instantly die we need to have very long sight lines for these flamethrowers because you know it's it's easier that way uh i'm having a ton of fun with it and i've been rambling and talking about it so maybe aaron and alex you could talk a little bit about it yeah um i just want to say go ahead that i think the crux of it is that it's basically a class-based and or hero-based like team-based shooter akin to like something like Overwatch mm -hmm. that has the combat flow that feels a lot like a battle royale in that it's like a big open city map with like you know you're seeing in the distance a team running by and you're strategizing about like if you're going to flank them or if you're going to huddle up in a house somewhere or something like that but I mean, it's got res it's got respawns on a timer. It's got a class that I can play that's a support with a healing beam, uh, <laughs> and it and it feels a lot like I can contribute 
while not being like the greatest person at combat, but I can help my team in other ways in the same mm-hmm. way that I can do something like that in, in Overwatch where I'm like more of like a positioning or uh, healing or like tactics person instead of like flick shooting headshots type thing. And if I die because I'm bad at combat, I just can come back again instead of being out of the game for the entire session, like in Battle Royales. Yeah. Right. I think revives were the best thing that ever happened to Battle Royales in general. It's an excellent yeah. decision. But this game feels way more fluid. One of my favorite parts about this game is just the mobility. Vertically, horizontally, in and out of buildings, different pathways to everything you go. Uh, most of the abilities in this, or most of the gadgets you get in this game, I guess not most of, half the gadgets you get in this game are purely mobility gadgets. There's like a launch pad, there's a zip line, there's, I mean, all kinds of things just to get you around the map faster. But then you can also play the game where you bunker up, where you have things like shields and dome shields and barriers and goo guns and mines. things like that. So, And mines. Um I think they did a really good job of making the gameplay varied for something that seems like it's going to be super repetitive. You go in, you imagine you're just going to basically play a shooter, go find a cash box or a vault, and then go take it to the cash out. It's going to be the same loop. This feels totally different. Chad's right. When you when you say you like start strategizing in the middle of a game, you know games are like, I don't know, 15 minutes maybe max? 10 minutes? 10 minutes max? Somewhere in there. 15, they're they're very short. Yeah. But even like halfway through the match, you're already strategizing on how you're going to approach the opposite team because they have a completely different way of playing. They're playing with two heavies. They're, they want to be inside of buildings. They have flamethrowers. Or they're playing two lights. They want to be like on top of buildings, running around and shooting at different angles before you can catch them. And so you just change out the way you play. It's a super fun game, and I think it's very approachable. Whereas most of the time I play like a new BR or something, and I feel immediately outpaced by everyone in the game. In this, I feel like evenly matched against most people we play against, yeah. which is refreshing. Having everything uh, be destructible is like also awesome yeah. too, because there can be like a team that is super bunkered in a place. And it's like, instead of walking into that room where they're just going to annihilate you, you can go like underneath them and plant charges or something and like blow the floor out from underneath them. And then all Hades breaks loose and maybe you get the upper hand that way. Oh, right. or should also mention that the cash box and the vault are both movable. So if, for instance, they deposit and you go blow the floor up underneath it, the cash box moves to the floor below you. Right. It's like yeah, right it just drops. Yeah. It's great. It's very good game design On that decision. Same mm-hmm. vein, the revives are perfect in this game because for mediums, you do have the defibs. But if you don't have the defib and you're like the light person who will basically get sneezed on and die instantly because the health pool is so small, uh, what you can do is you can dash into the room where your teammate died. You can pick up their player. It's, it's literally like a little... Up, statue like player piece like yeah. you would use on a game board uh and you just pick that up real quick and you can't shoot or anything because you're holding it in your hand basically um and then you could just like dash back out go find a, a quiet corner revive your, your teammate and then you know do that to your next teammate as well um but move, being able to move the revive somewhere is like game changing from what mm-hmm. other other games have yeah it's um, cool I think, Excellent choice. I think Hyperscape did it kind of fun too, just because wherever you killed an opponent, opponent was where a revive was, um, and so you could basically do moving revives that way. But this is even one step above that, where you basically just like can make sure that you can even run across a map. Be like, I'm gonna get the safety, because uh, ultimately you don't want to team wipe, or else you will lose thirty percent of your uh, overall cash. Uh, and so th- that's another strategy that you start kind of formulating is like. 
um, you only have a certain amount. So in in the quick plays and like the unranked versions, you have unlimited quote unquote coins that you can put in. So you can constantly revive off the timer, uh, and the thirty percent doesn't matter at that point. But once you start getting the tournament and ranked tournament, you only have a limited amount of coins that you can use. You have like two, sometimes three coins that you have max. So you, th- those are the amount of respawns that you can do. So you're strategically thinking like, okay, if I use a coin now uh, and I go down and I have no more coins, that means that I'm going to have to wait for revives. Uh, or we could just like have this you know point get captured. Uh, Alex come over, revive me later after it's quiet down. And I won't use this coin because then it's going to be a clutch moment later. Um, and then with that, there's also the strategy of uh, there's usually two points that are being captured at the same time in the tournament ranked modes. Um, and there's two vaults that are opening at the same time. And so if you're, if you get the first one out there and you have that 10 K lead advantage because the box is worth 10 K and you see the next two boxes are, you know, spawn, you might want to play it that you take both boxes to the same point so that, you know, you you're capturing that or the, just like one of the team that's capturing it uh, will, will be placed in there with you in the first and second uh, instead of having uh, multiple different areas that can get captured to where you can get kicked out of the first and second point uh, because, say, Team 3 or 4 is capturing one uh, and, you know, Team 3 or 4 is capturing the other, and you're like, crap, now th- these teams are going to kick me out. Yeah. So. Altogether fun game. I'm really impressed at where it's at, even right now, because it's an open beta at the moment, I think, through the weekend, maybe. Um, so we're basically replacing our entire Extra Life schedule <laughs> with the finals. The only issues that we've been having with this game is somewhat connectivity problems, right? Where like you won't connect to a game and when we're playing the ranked versions for some reason, they've, (laughs) I don't know why they've done this. Uh, they make it to where there's a penalty for you, uh, quote unquote, leaving a game, but you've either weren't able to join because the, I mean, it's beta, uh, connectivity issues. You had to alt F4. There's, you can't use the reconnect button. And so now you're sitting there like, Oh, well I have a 20 minute can't queue timer. Uh That's nuts. That's like I think that's like the only that once once the game's stable, it's like yeah, sure, okay, it's probably my fault. Right, Right. it's in beta right now. Like, why are you penalizing? You don't want people to play test your game for another twenty minutes. Like, weird decision. I think that in like a minute, maybe like minuscule amount of times when the the crumbling's happening, like my footing just can't catch anything, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that they kind of need to work on. Because yeah. if you're gonna have destructible environments, you're gonna you need to make it, and also fast movements. You need to make it to where I could do the fast movements, even if the environment's getting destroyed. Yeah. So those are the only two. Th- like out of the 22 hours that we, I've played it, I don't. It's been flawless. Like the yeah, I think the optimization's great, especially for the destructible environments. Because usually you start having destructible environments and you, your FPS drops, but I haven't really felt that. Um, game looks great too which is weird so when a building's being destroyed around you and you like also flash grenade going off explosions here and there's fire no problem nothing yeah great no drop in fps it's great yep. movements fantastic i think gunplay is pretty amazing after yep. you get used to the the visual recoil it's it's great yeah it's excellent. I, think, I think we're all pretty surprised at how much we've played this game over the last week <laughs> yeah, so it like, was like a freaking joke from you, Alex. We're like, you guys want to play the finals? We're I was like, I want to try this beta, play this beta with me. And they were like, but well, we're trying to play Dota. I'm like, okay, so here's and the then issue. Chad was like, oh, I played a previous beta and I hated it. I'm I like, did, I did play one of their closed betas, and I did in fact hate it. And I don't know if it's because going in with a team to try this game out, 
or if there was something that they tweaked between then and now. Uh, but I know one thing that they did tweak was uh, when you're doing the capturing of the uh, cash out, before the timer on, on the cash out would actually stop. So you like when you touched it, it wouldn't keep ticking. And so you had all the time in the world, basically, as long as you're holding it, to steal the cash. Uh, now you basically have like the timers going and once it hits that like 10 second mark you basically have 10 seconds or else you're like you got to touch that there's yeah. it's it's going to cash out you know, even if you're holding it so i think that's a good change i don't think the pausing the timer is is very good so it's a fun game you guys should try it out sometime i know it's not really your vibe but mm-hmm. it really does feel like a class based shooter a little bit like kind of like overwatchy it's it's really fun uh, Caleb, how about you? What have you been playing lately? Uh, all I've really been playing is World of Horror, which recently released into out of early access in a 1.0. It is a heavily Junji Ito and HP Lovecraft inspired mm. horror roguelike. A roguelike, you say? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever uh... heard of Caleb playing a roguelike? <laughs> I think he backed it while I was in beta. Oh, yeah. Checks out. <laughs> I, 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 don't know. I don't really remember. It was it was in early access for a really long time. Yeah, you definitely owned it in early access. Yeah, it literally came out like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh like I said, Junji Ito inspired, so it's it's all black and white. I think there's like uh, different um, the word I'm trying to say. palettes you yeah. can use and stuff, uh, but it's all like uh, uh, two bit kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, flavoring and it's a uh, very cosmic horror-y and you essentially the way it plays out is there's uh, five cases you have to solve they're all kind of unrelated there's like a bunch of options that it can pull from to generate the five cases uh, but they're all these strange happenings in your city and you uh, investigate each one all the while encountering terrifying stuff that sucks away your sanity or creatures trying to murder you on the street. And eventually you're trying to solve these five cases so that you can go and prevent uh, the current old god from returning. So the whole time it's like chipping away at this bar called Doom, which is basically just a timer, um, but it basically picks up every time you do something. And uh, you're just trying to to solve all the mysteries and get up and prevent the guy from occurring before the the doom bar fills. Hmm. But it is uh, very cool. I if you're interested in horror stuff at all, super cool. Definitely check out the trailer. The trailer for it is amazing. The trailer's so good, dude. It's, it's so cool. It's unfair how cool this trailer is. Yeah, like I said, it's a horror game, so lots of gore in the trailer. Also, self harm warning for the trailer. But, uh, that's a good call, I guess. Very, very, very cool trailer. Okay. That's it, it's a game that relies heavily on like vibes. Yes. Like, it, it's definitely sort of a vibe-based game. Like it's it's very cool, but the actual like moment-to-moment gameplay is almost it's it almost feels like an adventure game sometimes. Yep. Very or much like so. um you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of like the Yogg or yeah. like Monster Prime. Uh... Where it's like you have these stats and you're trying to put yourself in situations where the stats you have are going to be advantageous. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you're right and sometimes you get eaten by a ghost. <laughs> sometimes you just roll bad. You got really good stats you just didn't do You just didn't roll good. Yeah. I, the biggest issue I have had with that game, uh, and I, I, I 
haven't had as much time to play it as I would like. Um, but I feel like it is not good at communicating things to you while you're playing it. Yes, you have to be... <laughs> it takes a while to, to understand when you should be, like, looking around the UI for whatever's changing. Uh-huh. Because it's not, it's not clear. The UI is really chaotic and crowded, I think. Yeah, like, it is intentionally dated. Like, it's supposed to mm. look like an old PC game from, like, around when I was born. But, like, there was some, the most recent run I died, um, I didn't realize my gun had run out of bullets. Oh. There's no, I don't know if there is an indicator of how many bullets you have, wow. or if you just run out at it some point, and you just have to, like, intuit when your gun stops doing damage, that means you're out of bullets. There's, there is an indicator. I've never found a gun, though, so I wouldn't oh. know. Okay, there is an indicator. Interesting. <laughs> wow. How do you know there's an indicator? It's always there. The indicator is always there oh. for bullets, but I've never okay. found a gun. So Interesting. Used. Yeah, there was like a sleeping cop and I stole his gun. Uh, and then I got into a fight with a ghost, ran out of bullets, kept trying to shoot him and just mm. died. Shooting ghosts don't work very yeah, good anyway. Can't hit ghosts with bullets. <laughs> it was. It was like need a magic weapon. I saw it and I was like, "That's definitely a ghost." But it was like, "Oh, technically, it's like an aberration. Wow. <laughs> it's not a ghost ghost." There, I, I was. It was weird. You can fight spirits, and there are ways to just like damage them. But there's also you can try to do a ritual to dispel the spirit, and it's like it takes up your turn with a combination of like bowing and clapping, and you have to try to figure out what the combo is over multiple turns. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I have never bothered with it. <laughs> I tried it in the demo, and I was just like, I am too smooth-brained for this. <laughs> for whatever is happening here, I can't do it. Jake, how about you? Uh, so I have been playing uh, Slay the Princess is another, actually. Well, uh, I guess it wasn't... Yeah, the sequel to Slay the Spire, exactly. <laughs> uh, I guess I was about to say it was an early access, but it wasn't. It just had a really, really good demo. Yeah. Um, it's oh, another right. kind of, like, cosmic horror. This is more like a visual novel, though. Uh, it's kind of got, I guess, a little Doki Doki vibes. Not a mm. little bit. Um, but it, it's really, really good. Um, it's It's one of these games where, like, choices matter... But that's because an individual sort of, like, run is only going to be, like, 30 minutes, maybe. You know, kind of depending on how fast. Well, I was going to say how fast you read, but I just realized it's actually fully voiced. And voice <laughs> acting is fantastic. So probably, I guess about 30 minutes, depending on what choices you make. Uh, but your choices matter, like a ton. Like, like all of the choices. Yeah, like pretty <laughs> much everything you do has massive ramifications for what is going to happen next um to give to give kind of an idea there are 99 achievements for this game wow that is not it's not strictly speaking 99 endings yeah but it's probably i would guess in the ballpark of like 70 wow there is a lot of ways that things can play out um it's, it's like an enormous branching Yes. Path. Yeah, I was just really thinking cool. It's they so can cool, probably yeah. do that because the run is short enough that they yes. just went super wide. Yeah, yeah. instead they were just of like long. Let's just write a hey. hundred bespoke like paths for you to take, and then they're all fully fleshed out. That's so cool. It's it is it, especially if you haven't played the demo. Absolutely check this game out. It is so cool. I have 
having, open quotes, beaten it once, that's just one run where it, it rolled credits. I got to a part where it rolled credits for me. I haven't seen most of the content. It took me five, about five and a half hours. Huh. Really, yeah. really cool game. You going to make your uh, game of the year list? Uh, this year has been crazy. Probably <laughs> yeah, <okay>. not. <laughs> like, as much as I would love to tell you, yes, I love this game so much. It's it's not. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, But yeah, really, really cool. Definitely recommend checking this one out. It has really good art as well. Everything is like hand-drawn pencil art. Great. And I already mentioned the voice acting, but I'll mention it again. The voice acting is so freaking good. There's only, I think, two voice actors who really? voice stuff here. Yeah. One Man, a male and a female. Good. Female does all the princesses, male does all the narration. And they are so good. Absolutely insane. Because they, they don't just they play sort of different versions of their character as it goes. And they've got to communicate, like obviously you have like a subtitle telling you like their title or their name, but they're bringing it all across just with like different voices. And it's uh it's so good. It's so good. Uh, the other thing I've been playing a lot of lately is Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I've been playing 2.0. Won't go too far into this. Uh, I know we already talked about this like a cast or two ago. Uh, but it, it's really, really fun, man. It, um, nice. I Really, to me, it's just like all of the stuff I liked about Cyberpunk back when it came out. That's all still there, but now I can like enjoy it without a car crashing into the cafe I'm watching a cutscene in. <laughs> or my frames just dropping to like 20 as I walk down the street or a car exploding randomly on the street. You know what I mean? Just like all of the random bullshit just is gone and you can just enjoy the fun video game now. That's awesome. Have you played enough to get the Phantom Liberty yet? Do you start new not. first of all? I did start new. I okay. started new and I have not reached Phantom Liberty yet. I'm really Got excited it. to. My original plan was just to play 2.0, but I started and I was like, oh man, I miss this game. This is so fun. And I just bought Phantom Liberty. Phantom awesome. Liberty is sick. The, the, the cold open of Phantom Liberty is so good. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited, dude. It's just so fun. You get to a certain mission in just regular Cyberpunk, and it's like, oh, by the way, there's this quest now. Go play Phantom Liberty. And it's just a normal call, like any other call, and you just it opens up the expansion is so cool. Yeah, man. Uh, cool I'm, I'm so excited. I um, I I want to like compare some of the systems, like the the cyberware system. The pro I don't remember what the old cyberware system is, but I remember I didn't like it. And this cyberware mm. system is really cool. It's just really fun. The old cyberware system was like if you were running cool tech, like you had cool stats, you can run cool, uh, cyber enhancements. Um, Interesting. But then it was like, I'm pretty sure it's like you put some like ocular on, and then there was like a couple mods you could put on that ocular device or something, or you put your legs on, and there's a couple of like buffs you could put on your legs. Uh, mm -hmm. Now it's like, it doesn't matter what perks you have or what specs you are, you can use anything. You just use it better if you mm -hmm. are, you know, specced into that. Yeah, you, you basically, you have, like, there's, like, you can only, your body can only handle a certain amount of cyberware. Uh, so you have, like, a hard limit on how much you can have, and it goes up as you level. And there's also now a skill tree that specializes in cyberware. Yeah. And, like, the capstone of that, the one that has um, David Martinez from the anime as the symbol on it, you can exceed your limit by 50, which is crazy. That's a lot. But it costs you max health. 
-hmm. And whenever you, like, I think it's whenever you kill an enemy, you have a chance of entering, like, cyber psychosis, and you get, like, this crazy buff. It, man, I'm not there yet, but I'm really excited to get there. That sounds fun. I I need to respect. I need to download a mod and just respec my character because I've already used the free respec one time, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm upset that there's not just multiple respecs on the same character. Yeah, yeah that that I do not love. Can you um, only respec once? Oh yeah, at, at one all? time. Oh man, that sucks. But you can <laughs> the perks in the skill tree. You can reassign as many times as you want. Yeah, yeah right, right. It's yeah. just the numbers in each attribute right, right. that you only get one of. Which is weird. Feels like you should be able to go to like a Ripper dock and just be mm-hmm. like, okay, here's a hundred thousand dollars. Let yeah. me respect, please. Make me hey, strong yeah, boy yeah. now, please. Even if it's payment yeah. like that, like, come on. Because yeah, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I played through the whole thing with being like stealthy uh, hacker person, mm-hmm. and then I like my buddy sent me a a clip of him just absolutely wrecking. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> started biting a wire anyways um he's, he just was like fisting a bunch of boys man he's just running through just mm, absolutely fisting fisting a bunch of boys a bunch of just, <laughs> Such at, a just yeah <laughs> freaking just running through smashing them all with these fists and just you know slow motion and he, he got through the entire compound and then like the finally his you know slow-mo wore off and then he killed the last guy by throwing him to his own car because he called his car and threw him at the car like mm. fun stuff and i was sitting there like man i was throwing knife and hacker like i had fun but i could have so much more fun if i just like <laughs> respect for the rest of the game with fists you know yep mm-hmm. yeah it's funny because i my character can't even hack anymore i removed my ability to hack <laughs> so that way i could slow down time yeah. i've got a santa vista and just like the anime yeah uh, and i'm running with a katana and it is so much fun seems mm. like the way to do it just play like the anime i yeah. mean where's the problem yeah. The only issue is David Martinez never had a katana, and I do. <laughs> Pretty True. sure my main character, like the first initial character that I ever made, was like a gunslinger, uh, mm. sniper, like revolver person who was kind of stealthy still. But um, I want like I always saw clips of like people doing the the hacking stuff and like hacking like multiple people at the same time. So I was like, oh, that seems like a fun build to try. So I had to, I had to go for it this time. I mean. For I I do I already have like plans for a second playthrough doing like a stealth hacker yeah because yes. I, I'm I'm literally not touching it at all this playthrough I can't even if I decide <laughs> yeah, to dude. I just don't have it I'm over here walking up the doors and it's like this takes five strength oh, oh I have three <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, I'll go next oh yeah. sorry no no I was just I was gonna pass it to you go ahead okay. I'll go next. Uh, I just have a quick update on Lamplighter's League. Uh, I, I wrapped it up. took about 40 hours to beat the whole game. Um, I'm really upset. The Paradox just is just like, nah. Because this is a solid game. This is an excellent game. Um, we talked two about notes. that last time, right? Them yeah. just, like, gutting the system. It's Ugh, so sad. Yeah. I don't... I know. Why, uh, two... why make a new IP if you're going to give right? up on it so fast? You know? I don't, I don't like... understand it. But they're retaining the rights to the IP, so I still want that. Yeah. Just if you don't have faith in it, let me <laughs> yeah. keep it. You know. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. The two things I wanted to note: I got to the very last mission, and for two days, I could not actually launch it. I tried oh. every possible thing to do that I, like, I could think of to launch it. I uninstalled, reinstalled. I verified Steam files. I tried downloading like a save to implement. 
Nothing. Absolutely nothing would work. It just crashed the moment the load screen came up. Turns out this game has a lot of issues with people crashing while trying to load into complex levels. This is the only time I'd experienced it hmm. at all in the entire game. It was the very last level. Finally, a, um, a driver update for NVIDIA, I think, is what fixed it, I would hmm. guess, because it finally I was finally able to launch it and finish it. Um, final level, kind of cool. Also kind of lackluster compared to a lot of what the buildup is for the game. Uh, the point of the game, I've probably explained this before, is to just go to this tower at the end of the world and prevent these other people from the, the banished court from claiming the power. I don't know. You're fighting them throughout the game. Every time you, you kill them, you don't kill them. They just teleport away because they have this these abilities. All of them have various different abilities that allow them to leave combat. But in the very end of the game, you're just like killing them right and left. Just oh. all right, here you go. You're dead. They don't. They just you're decide dead. not to leave. You're dead. I think the idea behind the story is that they can't leave this space because it's like mm. extra dimensional space. It's not an uh. actual... This is probably where they where they to go, go to when they teleported out of combat. Yeah, I don't know. They there, don't. So. There's oh, literally ex in-world explained <laughs> technology for how each of them are able to get away from combat. Oh, dang! I they love that you guys tried so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have made that the explanation. That'd be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love the story building in this game. I love the world. I think the levels are very unique. The the enemies you fight against are very unique for each member of the banished court. There's three different entities you play against. Um, at the end of the game, I got so, my characters got so powerful that I could fight like 20 enemies with three characters and not take a single point of damage. <laughs> I, I would just eviscerate everyone, which felt super good. But also I was, I mean, I was playing on the hardest difficulty. I don't know if it's just because I like, I got like a really good hand, like the unseen hand or undrawn hand, the card deck that you get to build up your abilities, or it's just not that hard. I don't know. I've played like. Maybe I've just played really hard tactical turn-based combat games, and this is just not one of them. Mm -hmm. You just built different, huh? I don't think I'm built different. I don't. Built I think it's, it's either here. a luck of the draw with the cards, or it is a this is just not a hard game. But other than that, I have only praises to say about this game. I think there's a lot of really good features. I think they have done a great job of inter uh, inter combat mechanics, meaning in between your tactical turn-based components, like how you're navigating around the map. There's a lot of incentives to go and do uh, uh, secondary objectives on maps versus just handling the one thing you need. However, they've made it really easy to streamline scenarios if you need to. Like, there's one scenario where it's just assassinate one of the officers, and if you have a certain character equipped, you can use a grenade and just really position yourself and be patient, distract some enemies, and then toss a grenade and get that one specific guy to step on it, and the mission's done. You can just leave at that point. So I've beat a mission in, like, two and a half minutes, <laughs> because of just like positioning and placement all great choices Amen. nothing but high praises to say about this game just really different. wish they were still supporting it <laughs> really i'm really annoyed from that that, that like whole issue with paradox is just mind-boggling to me it's such like a video game industry thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like just like a, mm, this didn't make a billion dollars right away cancel it yeah it's, didn't meet sales expectations it sucks Oh, well. Last but not least, Chad. Does Alex not have anything that he played? He not have anything in here. <laughs> Alex didn't play video games. I... played too much of the finals. Yeah, the finals in Mario Wonder. Mario Wonder. I, I will say, 
Uh, I've been playing some Overwatch 2 still. Okay, so I've been keep playing Ravenbound. <laughs> but they just released a patch the other day that nerfed supports across the board because they're Excellent. freaking immortal. So I've been playing like mostly Sombra. I, the other night, I just went like six games in a row just winning on Sombra because you can kill supports now. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's still a good game. Still a good game, I think. Fun. I disagree. Chat? I'm also really confused because Gills just launched Artifact Classic. Oh. Did you what? see that? What? No. He did? <laughs> Finally, is it time? Is Are we doing it? <laughs> that man is a legend. Hey, Chad, what'd you play? I have been playing Ravenbound, which I've kind of discussed this a tiny bit on the Discord already, but it's a uh, it's a roguelike, like Souls-like. It's interesting. Um, you start off, you get dropped into like a tutorial on how to like jump across stuff, uh, use your weapons, dodge, block, etc., uh, and then you get led into a tower. Once you're in that tower, there are multiple doors. All of them are uh, pretty dull, uh, different colors. And then one of them has like a glowing symbol on it. So you're like, all right, let me walk towards that one. It opens up, you turn into a raven, and you start flying across the map at a rapid pace. And it tells you the controls on how to uh, turn into the raven, uh, transform back into your human form, or various other whatever humanoid you're actually playing, because there's multiple different types. Um, with different perks and stuff like that. Uh, you go kill camps of just different enemies, um, which I thought, it, like, at first I was like, man, this is, like, all the enemies are very repetitive, but once you start expanding uh, the worlds that you're fighting through, the enemies are kind of similar, but there's a lot of, there's different move sets that they use, and there's different uh, models and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool there. So ultimately what you're trying to do is... Uh, Build your character up. Um, so basically, you're trying to grind mana, uh, which there are specific camps that once you open up the chest at the end, um, there will be either a card that you get for armor, weapon, or mana. Uh, and there's only specific mana caches for that. Or you have uh, these other caches that you open, which are like uh, armor, weapon, or a relic. Uh, or like you can open up more relic slots because you only have like two or three in the beginning. Um, so you're basically increasing your your health, your damage. Uh, the relics will give you like percentage base on your damage, or uh, if you hit a certain person, it'll cause them bleeding. Uh, if you use like um, a charged up attack, it'll you know break their uh, poise faster. Um, all while you can, uh, when you dodge and you do a perfect dodge, you become into like a frenzied mode, so you're like more powerful, faster paced. Um, and there's actually cards that you can find uh, that you can that will uh, kind of coincide with that, where you do like 50% more damage if you're frenzied. So if you do like a perfect dodge and you start spamming your attacks, you're doing more damage. Um, and ultimately, you're trying to speed run to the boss of that level, kill the boss, and then you go, you basically go through, get the blessing of one of the gods or whatever, and then you go back to the tower, and another door is glowing, and you walk through that. Um, and then once you die your character levels up and there's a skill tree and the skill tree basically increases your damage, your health. Uh, you can unlock different humanoids. You can un unlock different uh, classes. The berserk class is pretty nuts. Um, you don't have any armor. You just have health and you have a ton of it. Uh, so it's a, it's pretty just fun. 
I mean, it's uh, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near that one roguelike that we played Hades. Um, mm. but not polished like that. But it's, I mean, it's it was really relatively cheap the other day. I don't I don't know if it's still on sale for that fifteen dollar price tag, but uh, I think it's a good deal for that fifteen dollar price tag. Cool. Also, I we we were playing Dota, and I think we all forgot to mention that there's a new hero. Oh yeah, <laughs> which oh, that's yeah, a new hero. Yeah name is ringmaster so now we can say that there are clowns in our game He's circus guy yeah <laughs> they didn't the thing that made me forget about it instantly is they didn't show the hero or what it did yeah. at all Mm-mm. it's just, just a teaser the teaser is really cool though yeah. uh, you can immediately tell that it like it's like everything you're seeing on screen themed. feels entirely outside of dota's normal or current hero pool so you, i mean you could almost tell immediately in the teaser that oh this is new hero time yeah and it's it plays off of one of the other characters in the game, which I think is really fun. It just looks unique. I, I'm gonna guess it's probably like a initiator, maybe like a position three hero. It looks fun. I'm excited. People were speculating that it, the ultimate was gonna be you take control of an enemy for a short duration. Interesting. That'd be interesting, yeah. Because apparently that is something from uh, Heroes of New Earth. Oh, okay. Hmm. There's a character called like Puppet Master. Before uh, we end, oh okay, yeah, I, I was, was disappointed. Say the same thing because nobody played Alan Wake Two. I was expecting to hear some Alan Wake Two thoughts. I haven't had time. I I actually didn't really like Alan Wake One. Wow, <laughs> I'm, I'll just say it. Not my favorite. Dang, called out. Hot take. I'll, Look, I'll play Alan know, Wake man. Two for us. Maybe maybe it's too old. Maybe. Maybe I was uh, just too smooth brain, but yeah, no, not not my thing. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of thinking about trying it because it's getting like really high praise and people are really into it. People are saying like you don't have to have played the first game mm. to enjoy this one. Yes. Man. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll play it. Spider Man two? Nobody plays Spider Man. Yeah, nobody plays Spider Man two. <laughs> Derek Derek played it all one day. Did he really? I don't, I don't have a place that he probably played it on like story mode though. <laughs> Hey, I wanted to mention before we leave, um, I would like somebody before our next podcast to play a game specifically to review for the podcast. Uh, uh, if you're in the Steam store, um, there is oh, a game boy. called Birch Simulator. I feel like this is a game up my alley, so maybe I should do it, but I really feel like somebody else could appreciate this more than me. About Are you this talking game. about this 80, 80 cents game? Yeah, about this game. The protagonists of modern games can be very different. Brave knights, brilliant scientists, or superheroes saving whole worlds. This game offers you a more unusual experience. Here, you can become a birch. Yes, that's right, the most ordinary birch tree, and your only goal in this world is to simply exist. In terms of gameplay, it's a meditative uh, meditative game about contemplating birch trees against beautiful scenery. In the menu, you can choose a birch tree as well as one of the locations. Mountains, swamps, winter forests, birch grove, or space. Once at the location, you simply stay in the starting position and you can move the birch to find the most beautiful spot to observe. Guys, I think this is a perfect game for someone to try out. Did you say space? Uh, Yep, space. All right. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about this game is it was released on November 2nd, 2023, and it's already on sale. Yeah, you're a contender. (laughs) But it's always on sale because it's like introductory offer stuff, right? Yeah, how that works. It is the introductory offer. It says it ends November 9th. This screenshot, the the birch tree has an anonymous mask on. 
it's got cosmetics. Like a guy fox mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it cosmetics, guys. This game is game of the year. We'll also, it, it's a choice of 10 levels and 14 birch trees. Yeah. You guys dynamic, it's similar games. dynamic gameplay. Dynamic gameplay. Does anybody see similar to what you've played on this page? Uh, I do not. Uh, Wayfinder. What do you have? <laughs> this game similar like games to what you played. God of War uh, and Wayfinder. Heck yeah, dude. Wayfinder is okay. like a action MMO RPG. I More like kinda... this Lies of P. Ooh, it's because baby. he was made out of wood probably or he something he was made out of wood not in the game nice. but yeah <laughs> nice alright well if you're still here uh, join us on Saturday we're going to be doing our 24 hour stream playing 19 games over the course of 24 maybe 25 hours depending on how we're feeling and uh, raising some money for kids so stop by say hi send us a donation if you can otherwise we will see you in two weeks catch you next time bye This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, and Caleb Juno. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.